Welcome to Magnetic Success, the podcast for ambitious female entrepreneurs ready to ditch the struggle, unlock their inner power, break through their hidden mindset blocks, and up-level their life. I'm your host, Kirsty Kamarowskis, and I'm a mindset expert, success coach, and seven-figure entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful mindset tips, manifestation techniques, and spiritual tools and practices to help you embody the most successful version of you, so you can leverage the power of your mind and law of attraction to transform your business from the inside out and create a life without limits. Maggie helps coaches, consultants, and service providers grow sustainable, profitable businesses with impactful high-ticket group coaching programs, predictable marketing processes, and empathy-based sales. She's a fantasy nerd uh, with an Aussie doodle named Frodo. (laughs) She grew up in Singapore and lives in Amsterdam. And she's now running a successful multi-six-figure business. And today we're going to talk all about the internal shifts that she's needed to create inside herself in order to create the business outside of her. So welcome, Maggie. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So how do you fancy just giving us a quick introduction to sort of your business now, what your business looks like now? you know, how it works for you, how your how your lifestyle's set up, really. Sure. So right now, I would say I have what I would consider or what I call a minimalist business model. And this is coming from someone who, you know, I have ADHD. I used to do all the things. I know, Chris, that you've been following, you know, we've been connected for a while. So you've, you've seen mm-hmm. a lot of my journey. I used to do all the things. We'll talk about that more later on. And I've really simplified and that simplification and that focus has helped me really grow that business to where it is now. So, yeah, I, I help coaches, consultants, experts get more clients, get more premium clients, but also create and sell group coaching programs on Evergreen. So get out of that launch model. And that was another big shift I did for myself to get out of this constant hamster wheel of having to launch something and yeah. having to create something new and then sell it and then create something new and then sell yeah. it to something that was simple repeatable and predictable and that allows me that that freedom i think one more thing just to give a bit of context is that i also have a chronic illness that i i don't want to say struggle with but it's just it's a fact of my it's life a challenge yeah it's just, it's it's there it's unpredictable and it can you know i can be in bed for a week and so right. on and that was a big difference as well that that's one of the big differences why i stopped relying on one-to-one work yeah it used to be like a booked out one-to-one strategist and coach and that was a big reason I shifted away from one, pure one-to-one work into something that was one-to-many. Yeah. Even with, st- I still have like a handful of one-to-one clients. I'm not saying stop working one-to-one, but I would love to encourage everyone, you know, if you have a chronic illness, if you have kids, if you have family responsibilities, or if you just want to have the ability to get on a plane tomorrow and go somewhere else, mm-hmm. being a booked at one-to-one coach is not great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't we didn't create these businesses to become a slave to the business. We didn't create these businesses to become an employee, right? We we created these businesses because we wanted to create a lifestyle. So it's really exactly what you're saying. Like, how can we create this business so that it fits the lifestyle that I want for myself? Whether that is because I have health issues, I have children, or I just want freedom, right? There's no there's no right or wrong. We don't have to Warren deserving that we get to choose that so I love it I love it I love it so the first thing I wanted to touch on was this essentialism because I've seen that on your on your offers and things like that and I love this because I literally just put out a podcast yesterday that was around laser focus stop getting distracted by shiny pennies all of the strategies all of the platforms 
and just really start connecting to that aligned strategy, something that works with you and then become a master rather than dipping your toe in a hundred things, trying to do them all and never getting anywhere because the more we spread our focus, the less impact we're going to have with any one thing that we're doing, right? Absolutely. And that's the thing, like I think in terms of business growth in general, no, not I think, in terms of business growth in general, there are four things you have to have in place. First is lead generation. How are you consistently productively getting in potential clients into your universe? Second is building your authority and nurturing them. Thirdly is your sales process. Fourth is your offer to create a high quality result. Yeah, That's it. Those are the yeah. four things. And there's many, many ways you can do each thing, but you have to have these things in place. And most people I find in this online space focus mostly on the authority and nurture piece. So that's kind of like the content. Yeah, They don't do enough on the getting new leads in so their audience isn't big enough and they don't do enough on the sales part because it's scary and uncomfortable and you have to face potential rejection. I love that. So it really is creating that simple system. And I find for me, certainly, and I know from my clients as well, that the reason we tend to spread ourselves so thin and do all these things, we're coming from fear. We're coming from a lack of belief that we're going to make anything work. And then we're buying into all these beliefs that we see through, you know, amazing marketing online. We suddenly buy into them and we're like, oh, we're going to have that. Otherwise, it's not going to work. We're going to have that or it's not going to work. So how did you overcome your own internal fears and beliefs when it came to really slimming down and, and creating that faith that actually what you were going to do was going to work? How did you navigate that? To be honest, well, so the first question you asked was, how did I get over it? I'm like, mm, did I, though? <laughs> Second question was, how do I navigate that? Cool, I can answer that. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's something that you will really get over. It's it's like new level, old devil. Yeah, you yeah. have to keep working on it. Yeah. Because those feelings will come up. You might have like a blip where you're like, oh my God, is what I'm doing still working? Should I change it? And so on. Like, that's very normal, very human. Yeah. It's not like you magically hit six figures in revenue and then like, oh, well, like, I know what I'm doing now. That's I can tell you that now, but it doesn't work that way. So for me, I felt a lot of fear in that process. It was very scary. It was very scary, very uncomfortable. But I knew that I could not and did not want to continue down the road I was on. Mm -hmm. So at that time, when I made this shift with this, the business model and everything, which also 3X'd my revenue or 5X'd my revenue and 10 x my profit in like eight months. Wow. It was the year of quantum growth. It was massive. Was booked out coaching strategist. I was doing like 10, 10 15, $16,000 a month. I had a team of seven contractors and I was doing a lot of launches because mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm booked out with one-to-one. -one. I have to go to one-to-many, but I did it the wrong way. I did too many things, too many offers. And I was in this launch model. So I was working, you know, absolutely crazy hours, stressed out. And I was just like, I'm done. I can't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like in the middle of my last launch, I was like, I announced this is the last live round of this program that I'm doing that I thought was going to be my signature program. Mm -hmm. the micro launch method. And the other thing I realized at that time was I was running these separate programs and I was like, hmm. So in my mastermind, people are getting, you know, the, the strategy brainstorming, but they don't really have that much structure. Yeah. In my courses, they're getting the structure, but not the strategy brainstorming. How can I combine this so my okay. clients get better results? Yeah. And that's why I'm such a huge fan of how I teach the, the mastermind model now or the group coaching program model now, whatever you want to call it, because it doesn't just work for me as a human being and a business owner. It really works for my clients. Yeah. And that was the big shift. And honestly, you know, going back to your questions, I could talk about this for hours. The thing that made me get through that was mentorship. I work with a mentor and I, I just, the belief wasn't necessarily 
in me and I, I know what I'm doing because it was a new phase. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been here before. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what I'm yeah. doing. But I trust the mentor. Yeah. yeah I'm in yeah. good hands. I'm on the right path. And I'm willing to do what it takes, even though it will be uncomfortable. I love that. I and think you just touched on something super key there. And this is something that I ask people that are showing an interest in working to me. One of the questions is, are you willing to do what it takes? Because being out of our comfort zone and being in the unknown, our brain is going to throw all sorts of stuff at us. Our brain is geared for survival. It thinks that the unknown is unsafe. So we're going to have that inner critic. We're going to have the doubts. We're going to have the limiting beliefs that come up. So we have to be in that position where we're like, I am willing to go up against myself <laughs> so that I can get the result that I want. So I love that you just said that. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Yeah. But that's why that mentorship piece is so important. You have someone who's walked that path before. Yeah. And give you the shortcuts. Yeah. You've never done it before. That's awesome. So, you know, we're going to feel fear in this business, on this business journey. And like you said earlier, like every new level is going to require something new from us. Basically, we have to up level into a new version of ourselves at every new level in our business. So we're going to meet with fears. We're going to meet with doubts. We're going to meet with all these things. But the more we grow through this, the more we get used to it, the more we expect these things to come up, the less of an impact they're going to have because we're getting better at working through them. So it's okay to feel the fear. The fear is normal. We don't want to try and we can't get rid of fear. We've just got to learn to navigate with it. Yeah. So another thing that you've said, you've sort of touched, and we don't need to go into this, we've touched on you having some health challenges and ADHD and things. So how have you created a mindset around that? Because I think for so many of us, if we have health challenges, certainly if we've got chronic illness or ADHD, and suddenly we, we've been given this label, if you like, like for so many of us, it can really impact what we believe we're capable of, what we can do. You know, we can fall into that. Life's kind of happening to me. How do you navigate that with your mindset? That's a good question. And for me, those are two kind of separate things because yep. the, the health issue was heavy. I think it was about two years ago where I had to take four or five months off of work wow. because I was in constant, you know, nine out of 10 pain all day long. So fortunately, a lot of that has calmed down, but it's also been, you know, going to hospitals and doctors and having multiple surgeries and then working with nutritionists and working on like lifestyle changes to to do whatever was within my control to give me a quality of life back. So I'm, you know, thank my lucky stars, honestly, that in the last two, three years, things are so much better. I can go kickboxing now, which I could not. Wow, have that's incredible. So it's, and it's in terms of mindset, it's very, it's very easy for me and I'm sure for other people to slip into life's not fair. Yeah, life's of happening course. To me. Especially when you feel like that, because how we feel is really going to impact what we're thinking on a daily basis. Yeah. Like we can't escape that, right? And I, I struggle with that now as well, because yeah. I'm like, I'm, and this is the problem of having one, a chronic illness, two, ADHD, which has its own, you know, dysfunctions, <laughs> and three, being really ambitious. Think <laughs> I'd be the best. <laughs> and I wish I could, I'm see, the other people I'm seeing, I'm like, I wish I could do as much as they can, but I can't because my body will physically not let me. I have bouts of fatigue. Yeah. So, and that's kind of goes back to like that minimalist business model and really looking at what is going to move the needle for me the most. So I'm not wasting time with distraction. Yeah. Totally. Well, that's kind of got a hidden benefit almost then because you are cutting all the extra stuff that you never needed to do. And you could have spent the rest of your life like doing all the things and trying so hard. And actually, because you can't, you've had to look at it this way. And yeah. now you get to teach other people who don't have to have the chronic illness, they don't have to have the challenges, 
they can just choose the more simplified business model because they want it, right? You just want more so time. it's kind of is giving you a gift, I suppose. That's a good way of looking at it because ultimately what it comes down to is how do you get more, so mm-hmm. more impact and more income with less time yeah. and effort. That is yeah. the crux of I love I that. Think. It's like, yeah, it's what we should all be looking at all the time, right? I'm really glad you're feeling a lot better, by the way, Maggie. And I've, I see your pictures on Facebook and I see, you know, you've bought a boat. You get to travel around quite a lot now in between doing your business, in between all these health challenges. So I think what you've managed to come through and grow through and overcome in your personal life and your business life is just fantastic. It's incredible. Thank you. You're so welcome. Can I just touch on the ADHD? Because I think that might be quite helpful for... um, Yeah, 100%. Please do. So with the ADHD, and again, you know, I have a diagnosis. You might not. You might feel the symptoms or you might just have issues with focus, productivity, energy, whatever that case may be. I had to work a lot on that as well. And again, it was very easy to be like, oh, yeah, well, I can't concentrate. I feel guilty. You know, I'm terrible at what I do. I'm not doing it. And I had to really, really find the right tactics that would work for me. Yeah. And with focus and productivity, like... There are certain things that just don't work for me. Yeah. I've tried. I've tried the scheduling my time. I'm doing, you know, working on this task between 11 and 1130. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. So it's really important to find what's going to work for you to help you focus a little bit more and be a little bit more productive, but at the same time, giving yourself that grace that if you can't, you, it's not possible to be 100% all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You can let that go right now. Perfect. So any other tips that you can share them? Because I'm sure there are lots of people listening that are maybe having these symptoms or know that they have ADHD. I know it's quite, you know, you hear a lot about it now, don't you? So, I mean, this could be a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think, no, really, because I've I've tried so many things. Biggest things for me, one was I stopped resisting medication. Right. Um, I went to my doctor and I finally said, can I try it out? Yeah. And I did. And I only take it like three times a week when I want to focus. Yeah. And it was like all that background noise in my brain just went from 100 to 20%. Wow. It was incredible. I can hear now. I can think now. External accountability and having a red thread in your business is also critical. When you're alone and when you, again, if it's ADHD or you just have shiny object syndrome, it's so easy to start jumping from task to task or project to project, mm-hmm. strategy to strategy. When you have mentorship, when you have like a coach, a strategist, a mastermind you're in, a network you have who understands you, they're going to be the ones to say, hey, Maggie, you shouldn't be doing that. You're supposed to be working on the project. So what's, what's happening here? So yeah. You have other people who, can, who know where you want to go and can pull you back from that. Yeah. Uh, so that's been, that's been really helpful for me totally I think this is it it's community and support and you know especially in what I teach and coach as well it's so important to have that network to have that group because so easily we can default to our old programming to our old thought patterns to falling into that life's happening to me I feel powerless why is this happening to me again I'm not good enough I'm I can never do this all these things like if we start on that spiral we're going down really quickly so I think whatever we're doing, like that network, that support group is so, so important for us. And when we, I don't know about you, Chris, but when I talk about support group, I don't mean a free Facebook group. No, no, no. Either some kind of mastermind or going into a coaching program that gives you that community. Like community is a big piece of what I now do with my group coaching is we have that community deliberately that is geared towards providing you support for your growth. 
make your accountability, your coaching. So yeah, you're not going to get what you need from a free Facebook group. It's free for a reason, right? You're going to get- and you don't know who's in there and you don't know who you're taking advice from. And there's some exactly. terrible- Yeah. I just saw this like last week and someone wrote that you're, the, a rule of online businesses is that your business coach should be making five times your goal revenue. And I was just like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible advice. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're going to get a mix of everyone all just trying to sell their stuff in the free Facebook groups anyway. But when you come together and you are being guided by the one person, then everything's going to be consistent. It's all going to be the same story, the same processes, the same everything, right? So yeah, it's really, really important. Thank you for sharing those tips. They're really good. So when it comes to your clients then, because I know you help, you teach with mindset as well for your clients. What are sort of Obviously, you've got the strategy piece that you deliver to them. What are the biggest sort of fears or blocks that you find they have that get in the way of them implementing strategy in their business? That's a good question. So what I teach, what I help my clients with, obviously, it's like business growth. So it's it's how to get more premium clients. It's how do you now you're booked out one to one or you're busy and, you know, not still not making the money you want one to one. How do you shift into a scalable model that feels good for you? And then once you're at six figures, then we keep working to like, how do you build your team? How do you build your systems? How do you actually have that sales and marketing engine working without you having to do your thing constantly? So in terms of mindset on execution, there is there are a lot of fears that come up because when we're talking about, what I said earlier, lead generation, authority, content, sales, and then your offer. I've seen people have different mindset blocks at each stage. Yeah, yeah. When you're looking at like lead generation and authority, that's a lot of that is around content. So many people, so many very, very talented people who are such an expert at what they do have a, a fear of visibility. Yeah. But the fear isn't necessarily of visibility. It's what if people judge me? What mm -hmm. if what I'm putting out there isn't good enough, right? And sometimes like that's what I just, sometimes I just say to my clients, like, listen, send me a draft. I will have a look at it. If it's shit, I will tell you. Sure, it's not going to be. But like you have my promise. If I think it's not up to scratch, I yeah. will tell you and we'll work on it. Like it's literally never happened. And the, that's, and the thing is, though, is visibility. One, people are going to judge us. End of. We are going to get judged. We're going out on social media where we've got a whole load of people. And the content we're putting out for, for leads is designed to repel the people that don't want to work with us anyway. So it's okay. Whatever they think, it's okay. And I love the the saying, what they think of you is none of your business. What you think of you is your business. So it's like less emphasis on that person that you don't know that's going to come across your Facebook thing that could put a nasty comment or could laugh at you or could reject you. You don't want them. You don't know them. They're nothing on you anyway. Why are we giving our power away? Take the power back. And, and exactly like you said, you've got a coach that can then to make sure that your content is good and it's quality then just go, you've just got to, these are things we have to work through, right? And the thing is, like, I'm sure, like, you know, I've been in the online space for, what, 10 years now. Mm -hmm. I think maybe once I've had a nasty comment on organic content. Right. Wow, it's, it's, a, it's a different story, and that makes sense because you're putting an advertisement in front of people who may not want to see it. So, yeah, fine. Totally. That's a different story. But in terms of organic content, and I've done a lot of organic content in the last, yeah. you know, couple of years, the, the the trolling really doesn't happen as much as we think it does. Yeah. It's a it's a very invalid fear, but it's still a fear. And I feel for transparency, I should say I struggled with that fear so much in the past. Yeah. To the point that I had 55 unpublished blog posts that I wrote. Wow. <laughs> Never saw the light of day. Because my perfectionism issues, my fear of 
judgment was so strong. So I completely wow. understand my clients now. If that's that fear of judgment in terms of content, putting yourself out there, if that's, you know, things like asking for the sale and being a bit more upfront about not just, oh, do you want to have a discovery call? Like, no, here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. I can help you. Do you want to know more? Yeah. Offering a solution. Sales Completely. is offering a solution. And if anyone's put their hand up by way of engaging or commenting or even sending you a DM, they're interested in what you have. You're not selling to them. You're not trying to shove something down their throat. They're interested in what you have and you have the opportunity to help them with their problem, right? So it's just that mindset shift again. Selling a service. Yeah. And that's, you know, I say this as well. Um, some of my clients, some of my clients say, yeah, but you know, I don't want to sell, I want to focus more on free content and so on. And I say, what is the actual best way you can help someone? Like have an mm. actual transformation. Yeah. Is that through your free content as great as that may be? No, because content is information. People don't need more information. They need implementation support. Yeah. And that's where you come in. If it doesn't matter if you're a one-to-one -one coach or strategist or you have a group program or mastermind, whatever, the actual thing you're selling is feed, custom feedback and then implementation support on someone's specific information to help them sieve through all that information. Yeah, completely. We do all these free things. We sign up to loads of free stuff. We don't go to half of them. The ones that we do, we drip in and out of. It's because they're free. We've got, there's no skin in the game. But the minute we put skin in the game, it's because we're actually committed to that idea. We actually want to implement this and learn how it can empower our lives. We want to change. We want to transform. It's a completely different ball game. So charging clients is, again, helping them. Why would you do a business for free? It's a business and it's okay to get paid. You deserve to get paid for the good that you're putting out in the world and the good that you're helping your clients with. Like you're worthy of it. And this is another issue that we have, isn't it? I can't, I can't charge enough. I can't charge my value. I need to overgive. Exactly. And the, the thing is, so one thing I have found, because I, I used to think like, oh yeah, if someone pays to get they're committed, that's not been true for me in practice because I have had some people who just paid me 9K, never turned for a call. Really? People. Yeah. Like, well, not quite a few, but there's been a handful. So just because someone pays doesn't mean they're like, oh, and some people like, they think because they've paid, they're magically going to be committed. But if they don't actually do the work, yeah, well, you're not going to get a result. But that's where the work that we do comes in, where it's not just that transaction part, which generally helps, but it's also that you are there coaching and guiding someone else. And they need guidance. Like Same thing for us. We need guidance. We need the shortcut from a mentor has been there who can tell us, hey, Kirsty, hey, Maggie. Do this, not that. Do yeah. Like, do that forest of information. Yeah, totally. So what other, were there any other sort of beliefs that come up that you find with your clients? The sales, I, I talk a lot about like high ticket sales. What I call empathy-based sales is the way I teach it. And a lot of people are scared of being seen as sleazy. Yeah. They're scared of being seen as pushy. So that becomes a shift they have to do as well. Not just in understanding sales as services, like what I mean is with, with that free content, like the best way I can help you is for you to literally be in my program and be on calls with me so I can tell you and coach you and guide you. Yeah. That's the best way I can help you get a transformation. Yeah. Which means you have to pay me. <laughs> that's yeah. And that's to okay. Be able to be <laughs> okay. in that space. So I think a lot of people are scared of that. They're scared of high ticket. They don't think that they deserve to be paid a certain amount of money. And with, with high ticket sales, for example, I don't necessarily mean like, oh, everyone should just go double the prices or add like an extra zero behind whatever you're charging. Like that's not how it works. It might not be right for your audience or whatever you do. But in terms of model, if you are delivering a transformation, it is 
so much easier to sell fewer of something that is more expensive than to be trying to tout, you know, a $10 ebook. Yeah. And, and that's, so this is a little off topic, but here's the mistake I see a lot of people make. They try to copy the strategies that seven or eight figure businesses are doing. Mm-hmm. But those strategies don't work for you. Like if you're making under 100K a year, don't look at what Amy Porterfield's doing. It's a whole different way of... It's getting it's a foundation right, isn't it? It's building up and being willing to start at the beginning as well, rather than <laughs> just trying to leap to the end. It's actually creating a proven system that works in your business that can deliver you predictable income before you then start expanding and, and casting it out to a wider audience. Exactly. Awesome. When, when you look back on yeah, those few years ago, compared to where you are now, what would you say is the biggest shift that you've had to make? Is it in terms of beliefs? Is it in terms of your identity? That's a good question. I think part of me still feels like that, you know, girl working part-time in a souvenir shop, studying, making six euros an hour. So it's that shift in mindset is a challenge still. You know, sometimes you just go back and you're like, oh, actually, I'm not, I'm not there. That's not me anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's really been resilience. Yeah, such a good ability word. to keep going. I think that's what really what sets entrepreneurs apart. Like people who are going to stay here versus who's going to drop off when it gets difficult. Because it is going to get difficult. It is such a powerful word. Such a powerful word. And our challenges are here to actually help us build that resilience. So part of that is looking at failure in a different way, isn't it? Instead of saying, I failed and identifying yourself as a failure because something doesn't work. Like, just know that being in business, there's going to be a lot of stuff that doesn't work because you're trying stuff out. You're experimenting. And it's not just finding out, you know, what makes the sales. It's also finding out what makes the sales in a way that is aligned to you, that doesn't feel hard, that doesn't feel forced, that hasn't got you working 80 hours a week. And so we've got to be willing to experiment and trial and error without having this whole massive story about how it's us that is no good, that is failing and all the rest of it. And this is how we build resilience, right? Absolutely. I do also see like a bit of an issue for people when they're in really early. Like I completely agree with what you just said. But I also see that people who are in earlier stages hear that and they start trying things out and they go, oh, it feels uncomfortable. Therefore, it's not in alignment. Yeah, therefore, I'm not going to do it. And that's why I said like, no, there's literally four processes you have to have in place. Your legion, your authority content, your sales process, and your offer. Go find a mentor who is where you want to be in two years from now. That's how I w- I'm always looking. That's how I always look at it. Because, you know, 10 years is too far. But if I look at where I want to be in two to three years, I want someone who's there now who knows the strategy in a fresh way. Learn the rules first. And it is going to be uncomfortable. But being uncomfortable is on a spectrum. If you're, you know, crying hysterically on the floor and feeling nauseous, okay, cool, that's too far. Let's not do that. That's, by the way, my experience <laughs> with cold calling. That was my day, my two days of cold calling ended. Oh with my goodness. So not going to do that. But if it feels uncomfortable, it's scary, your palms are sweating, your hands are shaking, that's okay because you're doing something new. And you have to, your your brain is in panic mode because yeah. it's feeling out of your comfort zone. That does not mean that tactic or strategy is not right for you. Yeah. That's what I say to my clients. Learn the rules first. Learn the proven methodologies that will work for your business. Once you figure them out, then go experiment, then go yeah. change it. But so many, so many people like haven't even done the work, don't know what's going to work. They just go, oh, I don't like that. I'm going to change it. And then they wonder why they're not getting the results. Completely. I spoke about this yesterday on the same podcast when I was talking about, you know, are we actually giving it 
time? Are we given this strategy time? Are we being willing to master it so that we get good and go through those four stages of competence? And I spoke about that. Is that the same thing as well? Being able to recognize the difference between discomfort and misalignment, because there is a difference and we want to be deliberately feeling uncomfortable because otherwise we're not growing. So we're just going to get the same results. But You know, I think we also know, though, when something is not aligned, like the more we learn to trust our inner guidance, the more we learn to hear our intuition and we feel into what we're doing, then we know, we know if it's not aligned. We know, like I've done things in this business that have felt completely out of alignment, but I've done anyway because I thought it was discomfort. So what's the result? Nothing. You don't get results because the energy you're sending out, everything that's going out is just wrong. Law of attraction is meeting you where you're at. Mm-hmm. process of trial and error and figuring it out and listening to yourself and learning when we've not listened to our intuition and then the results that we get when we do listen to our intuition. So have patience with yourself. Be willing to test, be willing to try, be willing to get uncomfortable, be willing to fail, but also be really willing to succeed as well and allow yourself that, that success. Absolutely. So look, I really appreciate you coming on and speaking to us. I think it's been massively, massively helpful for everyone out there in uh, podcast land. Before we bring this one to a close, something I always ask my guests, because success means something different to everyone. I'd love to know what success means to you. What does success mean to me? Freedom and security. Yeah. Freedom and security. It's, it's, it's the ability to do what I want when I want. Uh, I thought freedom would mean Chanel handbags. Generally, I was like, oh, yeah, when I'm yeah, yeah. at this level, I'm going to go buy these things. And I actually, you know, put money aside. Was it last year? I think a year ago. Went to Miami for a mastermind. I was like, I'm going to buy my first Chanel handbag. Da, da, da. Had like 3K set aside to go buy that. My husband and I, we went to all the stores. Gucci, Saint Laurent, Prada, yeah. Chanel. And the more I looked, the more I hated everything. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I don't even want this. Like if it was, I just, I don't. I'd yeah. rather spend my money on flights yeah. or jewelry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freedom, travel, you know, doing what you want to do. And that's it. It's the freedom to have that money to to buy what you want or experience what you want. Exactly. Maggie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your time. For anyone that wants to come follow you, find out more about you, I'll obviously drop the link in the show notes. But can you just quickly tell, tell us how they can follow you? Yeah, I mean, come, you know, find me on Facebook, DM me or on LinkedIn. I'm quite active there as well. I mean, just come say hi and let me know that you've listened to this. Yeah. And uh, you can also go watch free training I have on the Evergreen Empire model. I think, Chrissy, you're going to link to that, I believe. Yep. Sounds perfect. Well, thanks again. It's been awesome to see you and we'll chat soon. Thanks, Chrissy. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's inspired you to unlocking more of the success that's already within you. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of the episode and all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcast as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode and that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps me figure out how I can serve and support you moving forward. And if you want to go deeper, follow me on the grams at Kirsty Kamarowskis for more inspiration or visit my website at www.mindmuse.co.uk.